So basically, I don't know how to summarize this podcast because we both, you know, we have a very deep interest in politics and geopolitics, as well as like the way in which it's inevitably and sort of invariably linked to culture and cultural production or lack thereof. We're sort of faced with the politicization of everything. The fabrication of the self as art and as cultural production in this almost sort of like Gnostic sense has become everything. If art is this ultimate illusion, as religion has become this sort of like illusion, then wouldn't it make sense to bridge all things and see all things as art in this really bizarre way? It's kind of disgusting on one side and it, it kind of repulses me, but on the other hand, it's just sort of like an embrace of where we're at. If you can take interpersonal subject out of that and the sort of face behind those things, and you could recapitulate that into the essence of the project of what you're doing, I think that's a pretty good way to go. And you look at like artists who have sort of played on this, like Amelia Allman, she made a very good point in what she was attempting to do. And I think it resonated pretty deeply. The sort of idea, like the self-creation process of like making something, in this really hyperbolic way, because if you're a musician, it's like, you're just basically out there sucking dick, being like, okay, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at what I've done. Here's a thing that I done. Look at my face, have my face or my dress yeah. or, you know, the way I gesture to the world as the sort of ultimate end of the project of which I've engaged in, you know? Yet all of the things where you're going to be presenting what you actually want to share are never going to be the things that are engaged with as much as the most simple base selfie, you know, concert pick. That's, you get that confirmation of that's what they want. And then when you're actually showing the thing that you spent the time on or the thing that you actually value, that isn't the thing that flows the fastest or is most confirmed. Yeah, well, no, exactly. And I think that's, I think there's like a real challenge when it comes to like making things and engaging in the world creatively in a way that it sucks because it's like, on one hand, it's like I've wanted to leave all of this behind so many times and just turn to this life of asceticism where I'm not engaging in any of these things and I'm just like, you know, a simple postal worker, you know, but at the same time, like kind of like beckons on you and you can't turn your back on it. It sucks because the sort of spiritual deflowering of cultural production and the way in which everything has become like subsumed to the aims of people's market ideas about like what it is that is supposed to be consumed on a mass level, I think is very like disheartening. One of the things that I think is interesting is like to take the sort of like religious element out of it. You know, I think it was like Hobbes or somebody, you know, who said religion is like the precondition for culture. It's not the other way around. You know, so it's like, if the mystifying element is there in, in order to kind of engender these sparks or these like little fragments of inspiration that we all get, we all need, where is that, where are metaphysics coming from? Because it's like, you know, people's ethics and people's like ethical disposition right now is very much like, well, this is like my natural right. Like these things are my rights and I'm going to fight for these rights because they're basic human rights, but there's, it, no, there's no questioning what those rights come from or if anyone shares that conception across. There's just a projection of there's a projection of universality that I think unjustified, it, but it's yeah, but it's not necessarily justified because, you know, 
like alienated capitalism or whatever you want to call it has created all these sort of like hollow categories of representation. And so people are looking for these collective identities to rally around, but they don't want to necessarily concede the deepest historical parts of where those things come from. Something like the nation state, a really basic, simple example of what that would look like some kind of binding religious faction or place when things have degraded and everything's become sort of so based on niche behavior and ideology part of you just wants to give up and give yourself over like what's the biggest faction of resistance that's out there to like everyone's bullshit and then you want to sort of like hand yourself over to that thing and not think about any of these sort of overly ambitious ideas about what it is that you should or should not be doing you know and i think that that's kind of like the problem that we're sort of facing is like there's an excess there's like this abundance of energy that gets filtered into these small niche vacuums but without any sort of like mass or universalist underpinning that informs those they just kind of become like empty categories and you become like you know a goth industrial raver basic bitch your motives and your intentions for why you assume these cultural positions becomes like completely interchangeable and it's like this this whole issue of like our inability to sort of like identify or, or represent ourselves with anything from our from our historical past I think it's really challenging for a lot of people right now when they're actually like set out to do something or make something and not get restricted by these binds. And I think people assume these kind of roles because they want to make money. But when there's no deeper structure to rely upon in terms of like the idea of like what it is to f as faith and what it is as like an actual system of like our default structure for like the creation of anything falsifiable or abstract just immediately goes into this place of yeah this is me i'm gonna twerk you know it's like i may be like a, a goth chick but you know it, i'm gonna rub my tits in your face and i'm gonna show those off as like a part of the pastiche of like what it is that i'm trying to represent completely devoid of any actual origin of where those things might come from and also there's this antithetical issue that we're dealing with in terms of like morals and ethics and i think we haven't really updated that that playbook we're still going off of like the victorian model of like puritanism But yeah, so I think it's kind of a funny thing to think about, you know, especially like, you know, and I kind of want to get into some humor. Shit, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like you got it's doom and gloom, but it's not really. Uh... It's not. Yeah, it's not all about that because, you know, I mean, it's it's funny to laugh at. I mean, you got these like, you know, 44 year old men and, you know, it's like they're tucking their women's pants into like little tiny boots and. They just look like total fucking Peter Pan motherfucker jackasses. And it's like, they're, you know, you know their, their end means are basically like, I want to do ketamine until I'm like seven years old, but they don't want to do it in this like Lemmy way. They want to like, kind of like partially engage with like the drugs and the hedonism, but they don't want to like own it in a way. Like they're still like, Oh yeah, but like I love Bernie Sanders and like I want universal health care for everyone, but I also want to exploit everyone and fuck everybody over at the same time. And there's just 
there's so many different like smoke screens and like factions of dissonance within like people's like belief systems and like politics and it's just it just kind of gets to be like this like fucking sick joke you know or it's like i can see that you're a fuck you know like i can clearly tell like suss that out like what you're doing what you're trying to accomplish and but you have to perform that you really are like believe in collectivity when you're like an uh like entrepreneurial you know individualist yeah like hyper individualist who's against doesn't like want to have kids or like have a family or, or like but they also but you don't want to go to the sort of like gnostic crowliest kind of like place where you're like fully engaged in degradation you know and you're yeah. fully it's like you know it's like you're not like prince nero who's like covering himself in like animal furs and like being unleashed as like in like wildly to like gnaw at the private parts of men and women who have been like chained to stakes it's like you're not engaging with things on that level of demonology you're just doing it in this milk toast gray zone where i'm like ah oh, you're not really a real man and you're not really like a real woman it's like what are you i look at quote unquote heroic non-fictional characters in like the historical past they had this very sensitive open womanly side as as men they were poets but they also embraced this incredibly masculine energy as well and it's like i feel like the way men have sort of like shut off their their femininity has actually granted them no access to the actual like true manliness or like the true embodiment of like doing things for the sake of them instead of in being sort of like self-contained and self-owning and sort of instead of being subservient to desire or yeah, yeah instead of being subservient to these like really fucking basic levels of desire and it's just i see it kind of like everywhere and especially like living in la it's just fucking Like to, like to call like the art world, like, you know, even like this sort of like Gnostic satanic cult of, you know, of, of self and of like self-made caprices and like patronage is almost like giving it too much credit, you know, in a certain sense, because like they honestly are not, they're not dancing with their demons hard enough. Yeah, they're very restrained. They're very they're very restrained in, in the way in which they dance with these sort of like nefarious things. Like they're like it's the spiciest thing is their funding sources. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's about as spicy as it gets. Like, but their actions are still very they're still very tame, they're very neutered. So it gets to this place where it's like, you know, and it's like We've, we think, you know, we like Christopher Lash a lot, it's safe to say, who's, who's a moralist and who's sort of like a cultural idealist in many ways. But I think that there's, there are different, you can't universalize people in that way. So like for every sort of like well-oiled functional society that's rooted in sort of like, you know, the will to life through like reproduction of the family, through methods of like food or shelter which is kind of like what would where i kind of see myself as like embracing forms of like you know leftist economics you know 
in like far left things, but it's like to what aims as the masses need them as like will to like life and to like further reproduction, you know? So I think it's like, if we're just doing these things for the sake of- It's not of, about letting every single person be the Marquis de Sade. Like yeah, that's yeah, not the that's, goal. Of, yeah, that's not the goal, but there's always gonna be outliers. And if you have, if you have a functional system of like unified ethics, then you can also have its most far forms of transgressors in like these small enclaves at the same time. But we can't even have those. We can't have those because everyone's in this middle ground of like, it's just like basic bitch hedonism. Yeah, I'm gonna like actually have eight wives and I'm gonna actually parade them and I'm gonna actually like do whatever the fuck I want. It becomes this thing of like, no, because I'm so worried about, you know, disrupting the the sort of false idea of egalitarianism. And that's partially where it comes down to is like, it's funny that like capitalism has like actually homogenized things to the point where like, we've actually denaturalized and created like so many like artificial hierarchical structures that like true transgressors and like pirates and like actual outcasts, they can't exist and like, take in the world as they see fit. Gay bathhouse versus pride parade with FBI yeah, float. Yeah, totally. It's like, it kind of brings me back to this time, like when I first moved back to LA, there was this like really seedy underground nightclub called the M Bar. And it was this really great time because, you know, you had drag queens and it was run by this like Korean male prostitution, like crime ring. You know, and the leader was this like female Korean opera singer from Seoul who like would sing over these like demented house tracks. And like, it's just something felt like genuinely, you know, even though it was debaucherous, even though there were drugs out in the open, even though it was go went till 6 a.m. on a Wednesday night in this strange piano lounge, just, there was something that felt vital and actually real about it. And it was actually a really fun thing to sort of like engage it, you know, to engage. If you're taking a fascination in things that are like actually like super fucking profane, like I had a gun pulled on me out there. Like, I mean, all kinds of crazy shit and it got raided, but it's funny because it's like now you have these fuckers who are like paying off the cops, but it's like, you're like some dickhead with a man bun and you're just some like white pussy, you know, like. You're not, you're not going far enough. They're so unaware, you know, and to an extent we all are, you know, I'm very unaware of like my own limitations towards transgression or I wouldn't be fucking making music or engaging with aesthetics to begin with. Yeah. Like, obviously like I'm fucking deluding myself <laughs> and I'm a fucking retard like everybody else, you know, like I'm an idiot, you know, and I think it's good to acknowledge that. I like AA a lot, you know? Really weird to say this, and I know it's bullshit, and I know like the 12 steps are really sort of like antithetical to like how you get along in modernity and how you get quote unquote what it is that you want. But if you're like an alcoholic or a broken person to begin with, there was a process as a small boy or a, a young girl where you found these arbitrary mundane 
social interactions of like what you were supposed to do to be incredibly lame and artificial and just like, what's the point of doing this? Yeah. So in order to deal with that sensitivity to the social framework around you, you had to numb yourself. Yeah. You know, you had to pacify those things and it goes beyond this idea of drug culture, drinking culture, or bar culture. There's an actual like physiological reaction that you get that is supposed to desensitize yourself to the, the increasing levels of hyper sensitivity that permeates around you because all of our space is so claimed and everyone needs the numbness. They're just getting it from different places and yeah. yours is just focused with, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of this thing where it's like, so what do we do? We turn to this thing and this, this you know, doctrine of like, that's very focused on personal responsibility and responsibility for your community and, and all these other things and all these measures that they don't really add up. Like if you're going into AA because you wanna be some like fucking winner, you're surrounded by a group of people who had to numb themselves from their own sensitivity to what it is that you would even be winning in today's modern world. The precondition for all of that is automatically you kind of have to throw that out the window. So the way I reconcile these things is like, it's a form of religiosity that's taking you away from the middling Gnosticism of our current world and our current time putting us in this place of getting outside of the self, outside of the sort of heretical. And that's really all it's about. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. Like, religion doesn't have to make sense. But, you know, as Paglia says, like, if religion is to be destroyed, you have to replace it with something else. So if we're stuck in this place of middling secular humanism, liberal humanism, the sort of religious element of the West especially within like urban cities, which are sort of the centers of cultural representation and cultural production. Because obviously, you know, you have like a lot of like Baptists and a lot of people in like other parts of the country who actually have these strong, you know, collective universalist beliefs. But AA is like the closest thing to like fellowship that urban alienated people are gonna get. That's yeah. a, it's an amazing version of that. Oh, totally. And that's the only reason why I love it is because it's like, it's sort of fulfilling that like communalist function that Jacques Ellul and Christopher Lash like wanted to do through reclaiming Protestant historicity of your culture and your society and the place in which you came from. But I instead of it, but that. instead of it being the thing that you came from, it was the place you found yourself as a part of this process of alienation and the sensitivity towards that alienation that you were actually able to like become reborn, you know, in a sense. And I think that that's really, really important. And this is like why I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm an AA and it's a fucking anonymous program or whatever, but I'll talk about it. And it's got a good amount of ideals in, in the sense of it, it does have this belief in the possibility of salvation in the sense of like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up with, my mom was in AA. And so I, you know, went to meetings with her and kind of like felt it as a theological structure to grow up within. And I felt it with the way that she would act towards strangers. And those acts are completely identical to what Christians do in the positive sense of, you know, continuing to believe that someone can escape something and offering your hand to them and letting them, you know, yeah. stay at your home or like lending them, you know, your time knowing that they 
could fall again and you would still help them. There is, and it it's kind of goes back to, I think, you know. But then they could fall at any moment. That's the other cool thing about A. It's not like people, yes, there's old timers that can be very like, you know, crotchety or something, yeah. but it's still like everyone acknowledges their weakness. Yeah. That's the big problem is like, we are not looking at these things. Like the left is so, I mean, the fact that like people still say shit like he, him on their fucking Twitter page and they yeah. claim they're a socialist, is just a joke to me. Like, what is it? Like, aren't you supposed to, like, isn't socialism they're supposed to be- They're just on the side of social engineering. Yeah, yeah, just, well, yeah. that's what they are. I mean, it, and so the whole bio-Leninism thing is like actually pretty real. You know, like, and that's a that's a dirty word, but I don't care because it's like no, I mean, I think the concept, because there yeah. is a cult of the abject. And yeah, and I yeah. think that these people they worship. It's the disturbing what their vanguard is, what they think. Yeah, their vanguard is like honestly just like middling, midi mediocre, like victimhood crap. You know, and it's like that middling, mediocre, abject, sort of like lumpen ideal worship of like the sort of like loser for the sake of it being like marginalized or whatever without looking at like the history of like. The only holy place becomes the marginal horizon that they can yeah. just keep. Exactly. And I think that that's a really big problem. Like it sucks that it actually is a cult of weakness. Like that's yeah. not. Uh... Yeah, no, and it, and it shouldn't be. And I think yeah. the cool thing about Lash is like, he's like, okay, not everything as a marginalized person in society is your fault. In fact, most of it has nothing to do with you. So this whole disgusting kind of like Republican right wing thing of like, pull yourself up bootstraps. by the bootstraps and like, you know, the lie of the self-made man is such a disgusting myth. Yeah. But at the same time, you must preach personal responsibility for the place in which you are. If you don't reclaim your status from victimhood, then you're impeding on the social organization as it stands as a whole. And so you have to merge those two things. You have to merge the personal responsibility with also the understanding- You don't help your friends and family and community by being weaker. Yeah. You don't become a yeah. more powerful block that could get more- you That know? could get more of what you want you don't for inspire your inspire people to be like you. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. The only people you inspire to be like you are, are people that are like gonna self-harm themselves into being like less yeah. healthy than they are. Yeah. And that's not what you want to do. So we so I think it's like funny that we sort of worship this cult of objection. You know? And I think it's it, I think it's emboldened by both sides. I think it's emboldened by the kind of libertarians and the sort of neoliberal, neoliberalist model of like Everything you've done in your life is a product of your decisions and it's all a product of the things that you've manifested and it's all the th part of the things that you've done to yourself and it's all about you and yourself. People are truly, they become marginalized through a process of like social engineering and through, and through a place of societal inequality and it's like, I think that comes from honestly like the erosion of this kind of family structure. The first thing you need to secure is the ability for the commons to have that.
So the music we've been playing are releases from Contain, which is also sort of like a musical imprint label deal but instead of like focusing on like marketing and you know playing these kind of like you know music prescription game that i feel like a lot of people play we're just kind of like like yeah we're gonna make some tracks we're gonna make some music and we're gonna like throw it over a podcast or like use it for like a video of some sort or use it for some like installation piece or play it in like a public forum and you know kind of have it as an energy